Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Oh, welcome back, everybody, to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. It's Monday morning, and I am fucking excited because for this week, I do not have my week being hijacked by a 72-hour water fast. I don't know how many of you guys actually tune into my website or read the things that I write about, but I started last week going from Sunday dinner time at around 7 p.m. It was kind of an early dinner for me to, what, Wednesday dinner time. I did not have any food. I only consumed water and black coffee. And that was it. And I'm not crazy. (laughs) I have a whole reason for why I did this. And yeah, I get that you guys don't give a fuck. (laughs) Um, There's not, believe it or not, I'm not here to promote a water fast by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not suggesting that anyone do one. I'm not suggesting that anyone go and try to find value out of a water fast. I mean, if that's something that you want to do for the reasons that I did it, I mean, by by all means. But I am not a physician and I am not somebody that can go and tell you to do that to your body. Uh, If you want your body to feel good, I would tell you not to do that, actually. (laughs) But the effects of this water fast are very much to be determined for me they're not something that you're going to feel in the immediacy they're definitely not something that I felt in the immediacy immediately following it but I did have a lot of realizations I wanted to share them with you guys because this podcast is actually about getting the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore and I use a lot of tried and true strategies when thinking about getting the fuck off shit that doesn't serve me and I wrote a series of I believe three blog posts about this water fast it might have been two no definitely three and it was all they were about the things that I was doing to get through them and the realizations that I had and the stuff that Um, became present for me when I was doing this so I wanted to kind of share it with you I started last Monday started last Monday and I wrote an email to all my subscribers telling everybody what I was doing and I told them all about the concept of cellular autophagy so that is the concept that I was sold on to begin this and what that basically is and I wrote this in the in in the most elementary way that I can describe it is the process your body goes through to clear out the old crappy damaged cells Uh, and regenerate healthy cells gets rid of the toxins you pee a lot of that stuff out I mean it really just pushes a lot of the crap because our cells what happens with our cells is our cells get old you know they start they start slacking they start you know they start being being lumpy and going without food and depriving your body of food kind of forces your cells into this process and the sweet spot is around 48 hours 
So I thought, I, I know people that have done water fast for longer, but I thought three days, 72 hours was a really, really good length of time. And I thought, okay, like I can, I can do this for 72 hours. But I'm a distance runner and I like to eat. I like to fuel my body. Um, I want to start and just tell you guys, if you're listening to this because you want to do a fast because of weight loss, I will firmly tell you that that is not going to happen for you. So if you're considering fasting because you want to lose a few pounds, don't even fucking bother. Like it is not going to happen. It's not a thing. Uh, The best way to lose a few pounds is to eat a balanced diet. Not a diet that is high in processed food, not a diet that is loaded with sources of glucose that are going to just go right to storage, but to eat a variety of foods, lean proteins, vegetables, fruits, things that are good for you. That's the best way. And to be physically active, to move your body, to exercise your body. There, a lot of people think that they can bypass that and that there is some science to get around that. I promise you there isn't. I promise you that there is no science to get around that. Um, That's what you have to do. A fast is not going to do it for you. Um, So here's what a fast kind of does. A fast lowers your metabolic rate because when you're not eating, your body goes into a a state where it believes that it needs to really hang on to the, the food that, you know, it, it has but also like the storage of of vital nutrients because it recognizes that it's not having food given it to him but also like you're not you're not metabolizing any food you're not putting any fuel into your body so going going through a fast what's going to happen when you start eating again is if you do lose two to three pounds which I think I lost two to three pounds and and that was back within 18 hours 24 hours maybe so don't don't consider a fast for weight loss anyway having that said so I did this. What an asinine undertaking. <laughs> but I used a bunch of strategies that were very familiar to me to be able to get through this 72 hours because when you are a person as active as I am, and I'm an athlete, I mean I run 10, 5 to 10 miles a day. That's a lot of physical activity. So my body, I have a very, a very strong body and it, it requires a good bit of fuel and it's used to being fed. <laughs> so to get through basically three days without eating was pretty hard and I had to use a bunch of tried and true strategies so the first one was making my why the biggest thing ever so I I was like all right well I have to I want to do this and I have to make the why huge so I knew that the why was this is very good to to, you know to serve in a way of preventing cancer uh, not definitively, but but has been shown in studies um, when you go through this process of cellular autophagy to prevent cancer. And also, for me, it was the mental tenacity factor. I wanted to be able to say that I could do it. I have crawled over marathon walls. I mean, I have been in situations in my life where I have always been the tough person, and I wanted to say that I that I could go three days without eating. And I I never went three days without eating before. I don't even think I've ever gone one day without eating unless I was like dreadfully ill. But I can't in my life, in memory, think of a time when I went an entire day without consuming food. So my why I had to make huge. And by making the why huge, this is like the second rule of atomic habits um, I got from the book by James Clear. And that's basically that when you make the why larger than life, you also have to make the alternative really 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 ugly so the second law of atomic habits deals with craving so you want to you want to make your why very attractive and you want to make the 
the reverse of it's so unattractive. So for me, I had to think about cancer. Okay, so I'm doing this because I don't want to get cancer someday. I've put a ton of fucking carcinogens into my body. I smoked for 18 years. I was an alcoholic for a really long time. It was actually, I, I don't know if I told you guys, I started back up working in a bar Friday and Saturday nights for just honestly the, the communication. I mean, I missed, I have missed being out in the world and I have met so many people. I've been there a month two days a week. I have met so many people. The experience has been so worthwhile. I love it. I love talking to people and I love hearing their stories. And I was talking to a woman last night and we were, we were talking about this very thing. And, um, I told her that I had stopped smoking after a really long time and I told her that I'd stopped drinking and she said, well, those happen to be the two organs that really regenerate themselves the fastest in your lungs and your liver. And I thought, well, isn't that the fucking truth? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. But still, you know, the carcinogenic factor of all of this, I mean, even though I might have healthy tissue where I did not used to have healthy tissue, carcinogens, that's not how cancer works. I mean, cancer works, cancer will hit you 50 years down the line for something that you you did when you were younger because that's how carcinogens work. So you know, I, I really like to take take care. I have seen friends battle cancer. I have seen people die of cancer. I have saw my father waste away at way too young of an age because of cancer because he didn't take care of his body he passed away at 73 and he should have lived a much longer larger life but the man did not take care of his body he was sedentary he took pills for problems rather than get to the root cause of the problems that he had he looked for panaceas he didn't like to put in the hard work he was lazy and for that, he died a very he died at a very young age. Seventy three was very young for a man that was as active and vibrant as he was. He was a radiant person, and it's it, I'm not sitting here trying to depress anybody, being like, all right, guys, like let's talk about death. But when you're dealing with the second uh, the second law of atomic habits, and you're dealing with cravings, sometimes you have to think about death. So if you're one of those people that are, are battling against your smoking or your drinking or a drug addiction or obesity or any of that, and you're working on the actual physical breaking of the habit, sometimes you do have to think about death. Like sometimes making the other side so negative. You need to make what you want positive and you need to make the other side negative as fuck. So this is, this is one of the first couple of things that I did when I was on the water too fast was make the alternative ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. And dig deep for the ugly. Like, because it's not going to be readily apparent to you. I mean, this is why when, when we go through bad experiences, our brains don't like to think about those things at all. I mean, other, you know, that's why we would have died off as a species. You know, women would stop having kids after one if our brains remembered the bad. Our brains like to only think about good, happy, fuzzy, peachy, warm, nice things. They don't like to think about the alternative. So when you're trying to break a habit, you do need to force yourself to think about the ugliness, the ugliness of what it would be. Now, am I going to get cancer if I don't do a three-day water fast? No, it's probably not. I mean, maybe, but probably not. But for me, the goal was to get through 72 hours. So I needed to make the alternative as ugly as fuck to get through the 72 hours that I needed to do. And so now that brings me to the next point, which is making things manageable. Three days without food is a very long time. If you think about it when I say, hey, I want you to not eat for three days. What are, what are, you, what are your first thoughts? You probably got hungry just hearing that. You're probably like, oh my God, I need to go get ice cream. 
because that's probably I think that was one of my first thoughts uh the first person that I ever saw do a water fast talked about it very publicly online and it was like it was it went on for the whole week and I thought my god motherfucker you are making me hungry just watching you talk about this thing I mean I could feel you know like you don't eat and you get that weird taste in your mouth and you think oh my god my breath is terrible like it made me so hungry just to even think about it. I'm always hungry. I just ate a can of tuna before I sat down to record this. I'm always fucking hungry. So I thinking not thinking about thinking about not eating for three days. Shit. Like that's huge. So I decided to make it small and manageable. I thought, okay, I'm gonna make this really small. Can I get through three fucking days without eating? No, I'm not gonna get through three days. That's too much. But if I can get through an hour, I can do this. I can get through an hour 72 times. And you got to figure, okay, well, I sleep about this much. So how many hours do I really have to go through? I mean, not not that many. Again, I know that you guys aren't necessarily going to do a water fast. But these are strategies that I have applied to everything that I have ever done. So when I quit smoking, I applied these strategies. When I stopped drinking, I applied these strategies. When I stopped drinking soda, I applied these strategies and even with my exercise I apply these strategies because I know that little incremental bits lead to crazy change so I you guys um I don't know if you guys follow me on Strava if you do well I got some stalkers (laughs) I have a public Strava profile I I never really thought to make it private I don't really have anything to hide I'm assuming um that's fine but I don't usually stop right at a mile marker which I know drives newer runners crazy like newer runners are all about having those even miles oh if I'm gonna run seven miles if I run 7.01 I need to go run eight like that's how I was as a newer runner but now I don't do that I run usually 0.1 0.2 extra when I'm running I always run more than what I say I'm gonna run so if I'm gonna run seven miles it's gonna be 7.2 miles if I'm gonna run eight miles it's gonna be why because all of that distance adds up to mileage and at the end of the year that can be a very big difference in mileage I mean it doesn't seem like it especially if you're running you know two to three thousand miles a year which I am but that still adds up and it's a very small amount that I'm doing at a time I don't even notice it what is an extra point one it's like a it's like less than less than a minute less than a minute of extra running but if you do that 10 times it's a mile if you do that 100 times it's 10 miles I mean these are all just little things I'm all about micro incremental things and uh that was that I do that with my exercise getting through 0.1 extra of a mile kind of like when you're trying to give up a habit and you're just like okay well can I do it one hour at a time can I do it one minute at a time do I have to do it one minute at a time when I stopped drinking there were many days where I had to go through things one hour at a time and I did I did and that leads me to the last part of it reinforcement because when I was stopping drinking there were times when 
going through the hours wasn't enough and I needed to give myself reinforcement for doing a good job. It's a huge thing with behavioral change. If you guys have read any B.F. Skinner, if I have any psychology people in the audience, you'll know quite a bit about this. But what people like to do when they're, they're trying to get healthy, so they're going on diets or they're trying to give up stuff, is that they think that it's always a restrictive elimination take away. This is like the worst. Please stop thinking this. If you think this stuff, stop it. You need to give yourself more, not take from yourself. So if you're somebody that's trying to drink less, then you need to give yourself something else. When I was quitting smoking, I bought so many running clothes. Half of my running wardrobe is from my quitting smoking days. Like I needed shorts. So, okay, well, I got through another two weeks. I guess another pair of shorts is going to show up in the mail. Yeah, I knew what shorts. I I wear these Nike shorts. They're really great. New Balance. Um... New Balance as well. I have uh, two different uh, types of shorts that I really like. And yeah, I buy a new pair of shorts. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Quitting uh, quitting drinking, same thing. I remember I talked about this before on this podcast, the Mr. Yuck stickers. I liked Mr. Yuck, which is this green frowny face little sticker that my parents had poison control um, on things like Comet Cleanser when I was a kid. I bought myself that along with a variety of other stupid shit when I was stopping drinking. And when I did the water fast, I made up a reinforcement strategy for me. I'm like, okay, well, I really like coffee from different places in the neighborhood. So instead of having coffee from home, I'm going to go out twice a day and buy myself a different type of coffee because I like coffee. So that was those were my strategies. I was like, all right, let me get through – Let me just do that. Let me get through this uncomfortable time. Because like I tell all of you guys, when you're trying to stop or start something, it's just discomfort. It's not really, it's not this big, huge thing. It's just being uncomfortable. That's all any of it is. And that's what I experienced. I experienced being uncomfortable. What I I didn't expect was that I was as habitual with things as I am. Now, I know from working in the restaurant, from working in Times Square, that people do not eat when they're hungry they eat when they think they're supposed to that's that's why restaurants have rushes because people eat at times they think they're supposed to I can't imagine that every human being with the lifestyle that they live with how eclectic people's lives are with their how different their levels of physical activity are how different our metabolic rates are our age or height or weight or whatever the fuck I can't imagine that everybody every day would be hungry at around the same time but yet somehow they are how is that a thing? Well, we're, we're conditioned. Like that three meal a day thing that people, people do, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you're conditioned to do that too. That's not something that you really need. You don't really need to eat breakfast and then lunch and then dinner. I know people that are so sedentary that eat so much and I watch them and I'm like, that body, you're not moving that body enough to put that much fucking food into it. But they don't know. They think that they're hungry because their brain gives them a signal that says, you're hungry now. Like now you're you're hungry and this is this is time for you to eat. But it isn't. Like it's habitual, it's conditional. So I'll tell you about about me. So I am conditioned to eat at certain times as well. I pretty much follow a, a fasting stru- intermittent fasting structure of 16-8. It's not because I tried to. It was just the way that it happened. I had heard that intermittent fasting is good and eating in a, in a short window um, during the day is good because just of the insulin regulation of your body and things like that. And, you know, so I, I find it's very comfortable for me. So I, 
I usually don't eat after 8 or 9 p.m. and I usually don't eat again the next day until 12 or 1 p.m. and it's very comfortable. So in the morning I just have black coffee and then I go running. Uh, It doesn't matter how much I run. If I'm going to run 20 plus miles I might have a banana in the morning just to replace the glycogen in my liver. But For the most part, no. Like, you don't need to eat in the morning. I always run in a fasted state. I love these people that, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not trying to pick on you, but if you're one of those people that thinks you need to eat a big breakfast before you exercise for 30 minutes, like, this is, you don't. Like, it's, it's a load of crap. <laughs> you really don't. doesn't do anything. You eat the, the previous day, you're ready to go. You're fueled. You don't, need, you don't need to eat in the morning. You can exercise in a fasted state. I do every single day, and it feels great. It's amazing. Uh, unless you're running, you know, all day long, you're training for an ultra marathon where you need to be taking in food during the day. I, I doubt most people that are here because they're they're feeling kind of sluggish and sedentary. If you're a sedentary person, you 100% don't need to eat in the morning. And I don't. I don't eat in the morning. Um, that works for me. I understand that there are medical conditions where, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to claim to be a doctor and I'm not certified in nutrition. I'm not going to claim that either. If you're, But I am going to say that um, for me this works very well this works well so at about 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon is when I'm ready to have my either my protein which would be my eggs you know things for breakfast and then or a smoothie a lot of times I'll have a smoothie whether it be a green smoothie or a protein smoothie depending on what my body's asking me for that day well I'm also conditioned to eat at certain times so even though I have deconditioned myself to deconditioned a word I'm going to use it uh even though I have unconditioned myself to follow the structure of breakfast lunch and dinner that society thinks that we should be following I still am conditioned to eat at certain times I'm conditioned to have that smoothie at 12 or 1 p.m and then I'm conditioned to have about a little snack in the afternoon and then I usually eat a big dinner at around 7 or 8 p.m I'm conditioned well during the water fast it was no different I, while I did feel like a sense of discomfort and kind of like a void when, um, at the times that weren't those points, for the most part, I only experienced real hunger, like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry, at the times that I generally ate. So even though I hadn't taken in any food for 72 hours, when I woke up on the morning of the third day of the water fast, I did not feel like I needed to eat. I didn't feel like I needed food because I was not conditioned to eat at that time. It's very interesting how our brain does that. Our brain will tell us like, oh, this is time for you to eat. But is it really? I mean, that that's that's what it is. I mean, the way that we perceive things, a lot of that is made up by our brain. Our brain decides that that's, that's what it wants. And you can rewrite just about any of that. You can rewrite the way that you perceive your food. You can rewrite the way that you perceive time. You can rewrite the way that you think your, what your physical limits are. If you are an athlete and you think that you can't run more than 15 to 20 miles a week, well, then you're not going to be able to. Like if you think that you can't – I mean unless you have like a, a legitimate medical condition where you're injured or you're under the care of a doctor and there's a specific reason – why you can't that you're working on then you can you just need to you just need to put one foot in front of the other and just make yourself uncomfortable and redefine what you think that's something that I learned on the water fast I learned that I am as conditioned to eat as everyone else it didn't offend me in any way to think about that it didn't offend me that 
that might be the case because I had a feeling that it was. I have the same gray matter blob in my head as all of you. So I am part of that. But uh, one cool thing, um, and it wasn't so cool when I was going through it, was my perception and concept of time. Because I have a very good handle on the time. I have the time in my head played out so that my days feel abundant with time. It's part of the way that I tell the stories to myself. I always tell myself that I have enough time and that there's there's always enough time. There's enough time to do all of the things that I want to do. I'm extremely strong um, when it comes to having a handle on the time because I, I know. I know exactly how long things take me and I have I have everything kind of blocked out in my mind. I have a very good perception of time. I don't dilly-dally a lot. I don't, And when I am wasting time, I'm aware of it. I know where my nonsense time goes to. I know how much time conversations are going to have. Like I do. I have a really good handle on the time. During the water fast, my concept of time went out the window. Like I still was producing content and I was still having meetings with clients and I was still doing all kinds of shit. And I was still running. I ran every single day of the water fast, which is another story altogether. I bas- Basically, I wanted to... Basically, I wanted to get give the FU to people that are telling me, oh, if I'm fasting, there's no way I could do exercise. I kind of wanted to tell them to shut it. And I'm not, I, that's negative. But I don't like to be told you can't. And I know a, an assortment of people that will like to default to you can't. So I wanted to, without consulting anybody, just have a, well, actually, I can. And what if I can? I wanted to have that in my back pocket so that I could mention it in the future whenever anyone throws the you can't at me. So this is the kind of, you're, you're learning all about my personality. I love to tell people, no, 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 you can. That's an excuse. And uh, I just needed another, another excuse, uh, another reason to say, no, 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 that's an excuse. But uh, the time. While I was accomplishing all of those things, I did still have a, a good handle in the immediacy of the time but the three days flew by so fast because when you're focusing on things one hour at a time and you're like okay just gotta get through the hour okay gotta get through the next hour okay and you're so focused and and just you have yourself so set up that way because you're just trying to just get it the fuck over with all of a sudden three days had passed and I was like where do they go Holy shit. Because I was I don't think I was present the entire time. Part of a part of getting a good handle on the time, and I say this to clients, is to think about things in the present, in the immediacy. Slow down. I couldn't I got you know, I started making astronomical progress in things that I wanted to do that I had been working on, but I was feeling stuck in some ways. I started making astronomical progress the second that COVID started. Because as soon as I had to slow down, just slow the fuck down and slow down the constant motion and the rat race had to stop the, okay, more money, more money to pay the bills to get more money to pay the bills to get more money to pay the bills to get more money to pay the bills. As soon as that stopped, I was like, oh, okay. But a lot of people don't ever take that time to slow down. And you, you have to, you have to have time where you're just sitting the fuck still and, uh, during this water fast, I was not sitting still. I was constantly an hour into the future. I was constantly, okay, I only got 45 more minutes thinking about the future. 
And then I lost three days. It was like my three days had just gone out the window. And then following that, I had Thursday where I was pretty much zonked of energy. I'll come back to that. And then Friday and Saturday, you know, with the with the uh, the commitment that I'd made to the bar. So I mean, really, I I feel as I sit down to record this that I just did this. And normally I don't feel that way. Normally I have a really great handle on the time, but the water fast, fast definitely fucked up my perception of time. Um, yeah, just as I'd spoken about time before, and I'd spoken about time in my emails about getting a good handle on the time. It's very key to be present, and uh, presence is is being in the present moment is so important. But otherwise, guys, yeah, that those were some realizations that I came to. And the biggest one, and if you guys have gone through my 10-day email series, and I'm going to put a link to that in the description of this podcast. If you guys have gone through my 10-day uh, Drunk and Fat to Fit and Fierce uh, free email series, you'll know that towards the end of the series, I talk about one of the most important things when doing anything, and that's community. And... If you just want to go ahead and drink water and black coffee for three days and pretty much have nothing else, it's really hard and it's going to be really hard for you. And I had an advantage going into it in that I am in an online community that was so supportive. Everybody was supportive. I had like water fast buddies. I had two main ones, one that did it already, one that's do- that was doing a fast right after me and then another person that was talking to me pretty regularly about it who is a coach who is certified in nutrition so we were having conversations so I had the three main people and then I had the entire online community just as a whole and I was sharing my observations and my reflections and they were interacting with me about that plus I also was was writing to my people my subscribers and just telling them about the the things that I had come up with on my own and without all of that community, I don't think it would have been possible. And I have stressed this in the past with everything that I've done in terms of changing my life and changing the way that I thought about my health, uh, quitting smoking, drinking less to eventually not drinking at all. All of that, that all was the result of engaging with community and putting myself in online communities. Losing weight. I know a lot of you really want to lose weight. That's why you listen to this. Losing weight. That's another one can't do that by yourself really can't like I you can sure um you can yes you can lose weight on your own um you need the support of at least one person you need at least one person to be there to support you to motivate you you need a buddy you can't do it without community it doesn't need to be a face-to-face community I found a lot of value on reddit on different subs on reddit and uh I definitely visited those when I was doing the things that I was doing, helped me a great deal. I'm a part of a bunch of online communities now. I am always trying to join groups. Never was a big joiner. I wasn't raised that way. My parents aren't big joiners. Great people, not big joiners. Um, Never was forced to play team sports. I would quit. Uh, You know, I wasn't forced to be a part of teams or groups when I was young. I loved, uh, I was a musician and I was uh, in high school, played music and I was involved in the band very heavily, but I wasn't really a big joiner. And now I try to make myself a big joiner whenever I want to do something because I know that the people in community are are the key. They are the ones that are going to help you do it. You need to have somebody. You need community. So if you guys are looking to do anything, anything at all, find community. That's going to make it so much easier for you guys. 
I, I really appreciate. I really appreciate you guys listening to the story of my 72-hour water fast. And I, I hope if you're interested in this kind of thing, it gave you something to think about. If, you, if you're, you know, just wanting to chat, you know, going back to the community thing, you can absolutely reach out to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. Or you can get on my email list on my website, getthefuckoff.com. And I'm going to put a link to my 10-day email series in the description of this podcast. So that's another way to do it. And then you'll get content from me for 10 days each day with a tip to help you get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you any longer. I do a day about smoking. I do a day about drinking. I do a whole nutrition day. I mean, I do it. There's a lot of good stuff in there. So it's definitely worth it if you guys want to sign up. And otherwise, I hope you guys have a great week. Take care. Be safe. And I'm going to see you here next time. Oh, 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 oh